Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Niall. And welcome back to our podcast, Sweet and Sour, where we discuss all the sweet and all the sour parts of life. The good and the bad, whilst tucking into some delicious grub. I thought we were going to say that word. That word is actually banned from our I just said it to annoy you. That's my second name, by the way. This episode, we're chatting about fitness and health, the importance of food, the mental benefits behind fitness. And our fitness journeys. Uh, Fitness is like such a big part of both of our lives and our relationship, wouldn't you say? Yeah, so it was interesting to talk about it. Yeah, it was. It was a good one. Yes. And on the menu today, we have some steak and potato nachos. They were very good. Thank you. We hope you enjoy this episode as much as we have, and we will see you on the other side. You better eat some of this. Yeah, I will. You want some guac? Is this thing on? <laughs> it's hot. The, the steak bits have got like a little bit um, overcooked. Oh dear, Chef Noel. Well, they've been in the oven for quite a while. So what we have here today is um, steak uh, potato nachos. Where's the nacho? So the nacho is these potato slices. Oh. So it's healthy, you see. Healthier. Healthier. I think. I don't even know. Like Doritos are pretty bad. They're not bad. Too, they're, not, they're not too great. There's no bad. You're not allowed to say bad or good. Nothing's good or bad. <laughs> um, yeah, but as I said, the steak bites got a little bit cooked, overcooked because... Um, Give Danny a fork too. Oh, you want one? Okay. No, you don't want that one. It's got shit. Louis, it's not barking. Bluebell, come here. And yeah, so this is one of my. This kind of killed two birds with one stone because I filmed this for my Instagram earlier. And now we're eating it now. So and we're the second stone. Yes. And as soon as it's just me and you today, I thought. I'm not going to put too much effort into cooking for you. Excuse me. Again. <laughs> so what do you reckon, Megan? Good? It's lovely. I feel like everyone's going to hear me chew. <laughs> the steak. <laughs> oh, don't Sorry, do <laughs> So would you, would you pick these over, like, standard nachos? Um, well. <laughs> Go on, be honest now. To be honest, I actually haven't had normal nachos in forever. Yeah. I think the last time I had them was at the cinema, and the cinema nachos are rubbish, but mm. I would have either. I don't really feel like I need to make everything a healthier version, but... <laughs> I feel like these are more wholesome. Yeah. Like I'm more, sure they'll make me feel better meal. afterwards, which is what's good, but mm. yeah, I, I love nachos. And so, do you reckon your choices towards food have changed? since the start of your fitness journey yeah definitely before i was into fitness i would just i had no clue but obviously now i'm a lot more conscious of what i'm putting in my body because i know what makes me feel good and what doesn't but i still would let myself have you know the cheeky treats yeah yeah sometimes i have pizza and i feel great after it though no. See, I don't get that thing. like that kind of slump that people describe after they've had like big heavy like carby meals. I think though, I don't know if it's like a hormone in women, but I think a lot of women get very bloated. I mean, yeah. not that men don't, but I know it's really common. Well, I got bloated the other day, didn't I? I showed you. <laughs> I got a bloat. 
That was not a bloat. You want to see a bloat when you see a bloat. <laughs> oh, yeah, you are bloating um, on holiday the other day. Yeah, I had a bloat and I showed it on my Instagram story from gin, that was. From gin? I mean, I didn't gin regret bloat. that at no. all, but I had to suffer with the bloat. People appreciated you showing that. But yeah, yeah, but I think in terms of, like, eating well and eating not well, whatever that means. Yeah. I think I, I've never really felt that strict with fitness, with food, because, I mean, I, that's a lie, because I think, actually, at the beginning, I was probably a lot more conscious, mm-hmm. but over the years of working out, because, I mean, I started fitness nearly five years ago now, mm-hmm. I was thinking, my second year of uni, and um, back then, I think I, I was just, I feel like this is what I was thinking, though, the other day, I feel like everybody has to go through different sort of phases with fitness and with food yeah until they work out like a happy medium and I feel like only five years on now I really feel comfortable and I know what food like is how food's gonna react to me and whether that means you know bloating or whatever or feeling heavy or feeling energized not that I wouldn't you know sometimes have a big sloppy pizza (laughs) even (laughs) though I know afterwards but afterwards I just feel like rubbish I, I feel really rubbish after a pizza. What now? But I will eat chocolate every single day and that doesn't make me feel rubbish. So that's Makes the thing, like, good. what is a naughty treat? Doesn't chocolate have, like, um, chemicals in it that make you happy? Well, that's where we need it. And it's an aphrodisiac, isn't it? It's like exercise. That's why what? the cupboards are full. <laughs> um, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> what was that? To drop the, the mood. Yeah, but what I was thinking when you said just said that is, um, do you reckon it's because you have like made more progress now, and then you feel like you can relax? No. You know, no. No, I don't really think so. I th- that's what I mean when I was saying like, everyone has to go different through these different phases. Like, even diets and stuff. I don't agree with them, mm. but it's almost it's not inevitable. But I think you have to you know, experiment with different things until you actually realise that diet actually doesn't work. And you have to try different foods and work out how much you want to eat in a day and should eat in a day and feel... Like, I don't track calories or macros. I never have. Mm -hmm. But I don't really think that would work for me. When I say, like, working out how much food to eat in a day, I always just go off how my body feels. So that's still what I do now. I mean, I wasn't conscious before I was into fitness about how my body felt ever. <laughs> I was just like so unaware of everything. But When you started, did you feel like you got more conscious? Conscious of my body as in how it's feeling, yeah. Uh, not looking? No, no, what I'm saying is how food makes me feel. Yeah. That's what's important to me now, yeah. is how what I'm putting into my body makes me feel. But I definitely think at the beginning I you know, was scared of carbs. I thought carbs were like the enemy and I completely disagree with that now. Really? I mean, there is a diet, isn't there? A keto diet where you yeah, don't... Yeah, keto's like where you won't have any carbs and <clears throat> your body goes into a state of ketosis where it learns to use energy off of protein and fats only. See, and... that, that I know that's scientifically a thing, but I just could not imagine that ever working for me. No. And like, I just would never actually want to do that. I, I feel like it's not even a bad diet that's out there. Like a lot of people do it and it's legit, but Mm. I personally don't agree with that because it's like completely cutting out a a source of nutrition that you should have in your body. Yeah, it's definitely quite a severe one. But I mean, people have really kind of 
good results from it. You know, they they get really ripped, lose loads of body fat, and they say they feel great. But I think it's... Yeah, but I don't know. I yeah. think that's just so dramatic. Unless you're, like, competing as a bodybuilder, which I will never, ever do, because it's just not something I'm interested in. Yeah. I just don't feel like that, in that intense of a diet is necessary. Yeah. I personally think... I mean, that's what, what I'm saying, is I have, you know, experienced different things over the years like at the beginning I thought I wouldn't eat carbs much so I didn't I mainly had like chicken salads and at the time I thought that was what was good and you know I wouldn't eat that way again now because it just wouldn't work for me I had a chicken salad last night (laughs) chicken salad's fine but then you have to have carbs at some point as well yeah I mean it's only because like I'm in a cut at the moment and I know it's a temporary thing and, and I have had loads of carbs that day already, like, so, yeah, but it's just because I know it's, like, a temporary thing, I know in, like, maybe a, a month's time, I'm gonna just be able to, kind of, relax a little bit, which I definitely am. Yeah, but I mean, it's I just... do think setting yourself restrictions and being really strict about things is, I do th- feel like it's good for yourself. Yeah, I agree, yourself, but you know? it's good to have a goal, but then I, oh, I don't know, I'm, like, really on the fence about how I feel about, you know, cutting and yeah, stuff the bulk, at the moment sort of bulking cutting I, thing. I don't know how I feel about it I mean I do like a YouTube series most summer most summer <laughs> <laughs> the past three summers yeah. called Getting the Peach to the Beach which is a light hearted way of like you know cutting for summer preparing for summer but I don't really like the word cut because I feel like I don't ever cut things yeah. out mm-hmm. I just intensify actually my workouts which is the way I cut inverted commas <laughs> yeah and um, you, you do try to be a little bit stricter with what you eat yeah but the thing is I'm not so much like you don't want to eat out as much yeah I try to I try to cook my meals more so I am conscious and aware of what I'm making mm. but what I was gonna say is even recently with my own series I've questioned it because I've been like well really what's the point you're going on holiday to eat loads of food and drink loads of food drink loads of food (laughs) drink loads of drinks and either you're gonna feel like guilty when you're there because you don't you don't want to lose this preparation you've done for this holiday yeah or you're gonna I don't know yeah it's all gonna be like a waste whatever to you of all that preparation so I've kind of like I've I talked about this in one of my recent YouTube videos that I just I'm kind of on the fence with myself about it as well because I just don't know how I feel about summer shredding even though it's a massive thing you know loads of people do it loads of people create plans around it workout plans um which is fine if you want to do that, yeah. but I always think, you know, don't let it control your life yeah. and stress you out because then, you know, you'll go on your holiday and you won't fully enjoy and let go. Your point in a holiday is letting go of your routine and relaxing. Yeah. And you'll be, you know, it's hard to get out of that strict cut. Yeah. And that, I, I kind of had that same experience. Well, my, cause we, we're going on the two holidays kind of quite close together aren't we yeah and my goal with this cut was to like be in my peak shape for the second holiday but I knew this first holiday was coming up so I was in like a weird state where I didn't know whether to just relax completely or try and keep on being strict 
But, but the thing is, you even said when we got on our holiday, you were like, "What? Was, I don't really know what the point in all that was." Yeah, and yeah, and that's pretty much what you just said. Like, I got nice pictures, and that was pretty much but like it's kind of like vacuous. Like, yeah, what was even the point and then and then it was like, well, yeah, what now? Like, what what else have I achieved? But there there have been other benefits to doing the cut. I, yeah, I understand though. You people like to feel good when they go on holiday. They people take pictures on holiday. Everyone does, whether mm. you are a creator or not. Yeah. But you know, it's just so much pressure, and yeah. then you just—it's like—it's like people who compete though. They they hit their peak peak like body or physique, or whatever, yeah. and then afterwards people struggle so much because you can't upkeep that, and that is like. Yeah, You've but looked that, your absolute best, whatever that means. Yeah. And how do you... Where do you go from there? Well, do you yeah, but keep that, that for the rest of your life? Like, No, but that's the difference between actually being like a competitive bodybuilder. And like, yeah. most of the fitness indus- industry kind of works. Like, I, I feel like bodybuilding is like the pinnacle almost. Kind of. Obviously, fitness is massive. That's what I've kind of learned recently. But if you say like bodybuilding is like the pinnacle and then it kind of like trickles down from there and it just yeah. becomes like less and less ex- extreme. It's weird though because so, bodybuilding must have been around for ages and then all these, everybody suddenly wanted to be muscly. I guess like from the 70s, like Arnie was like the biggest. Arnie? <laughs> you got a nickname for him. What? Arnold. Uh, yeah, Arnold. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, but there's definitely like levels to it. That's what I've realised. I like I think my mindset was like, be like, like a go into it with like a competitive bodybuilder's mindset with this cut and it's a bit extreme also like i'm always around food and my my recipes are healthy but if you look at like what a a typical bodybuilder's diet would be leading up to the cut so there's no like no no amount of creativity is going to be able to like create interesting recipes with like but just Chicken to explain, only. you haven't even explained on the podcast yet what, what you do with your recipes <laughs> and the recipe that we've got right in front of us. So, I mean, I film, I make my recipes, I create them, I film them, edit them and Post them on share them on Instagram and YouTube as well now. They're and a bit more like cooking shows on YouTube, though, aren't they? Yeah, on, well, I've been doing these like really Instagram short and snappy YouTube bit. ones and Instagram, Instagram's like a 60 second clip. Um... The style of recipes differs a little bit. YouTube, I find it's easier to have more like valuable, like I'd say like less boring, like you know. Yeah. They're not. They're Instagram's not boring, like food but porn, isn't it? It's like when you scroll past and there's. Food but that's porn. just Instagram in, in general, isn't it? So. Porn. No. <laughs> <laughs> just superficial know, is what like I was going to say. Rose tinted, everything. Yeah. So that's yeah. What, yeah, like with your recipes, it's like the raw, broken down. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Bluebell's going mad. Bluebell! Sorry about that. <laughs> but yeah, Instagram is more, definitely more superficial. But as like you kind of grow and connect with your audience more, you get more confidence to be able to share things which you think are going to be like, you know, maybe less popular. Yeah. On on the surface anyway, but really like you're actually helping people way more. Yeah, I mean with, with food like, it is slightly different. Slightly different, <laughs> it's yeah. Food, like, but also I want variety good. as well. I'm like a creative person. I want to be able to like make some more indulgent yeah, things and then some really healthy things. People to actually step by step follow along on YouTube, isn't it? It's oh, like yeah. it's like a workout video on Instagram is gonna be shorter snippets yeah. via workout on YouTube, which you can probably sit down and actually follow like a DVD like when I was little <laughs> I used to have my mum had like a Sonia from EastEnders workout DVD yeah, yeah. and I used to do it 
But what? Why did you start doing food on Instagram? Um, I don't know really. I just wanted to kind of like I started working out again. I wanted to share my fitness journey. I've always been quite into food, haven't I? Yeah, yeah. I remember when we. First but I didn't met. really even realize I was. No, to be but honest. I did. I just like I just liked cooking. I remember first year of uni though. You used to in like you know prime student time. <laughs> you were making bolognese and you were making fajitas and yeah. and most of us were eating like ready meals. Remember I used to make like <laughs> chicken and tomato pasta with like mozzarella in. Yeah. And I even like remember my friend Christian came around and tried it. And he was like, oh, because like he went to the gym as well. He's like eating like lots of chicken and rice and stuff. He's like, yeah. oh, you, you inspired me to like. But I think actually... you actually don't realize how much you were into it because you actually had interest in flavors and spices and stuff. Whereas I literally had zero interest in cooking. <laughs> I would make something that was the quickest thing. Did I introduce hungry... you to Piri Piri Chicken? Yeah, I think you actually oh. did. <laughs> but I think like you don't actually realize how much you were into food before you started doing anything with social media as well. Yeah, well, I was just so focused on drumming and music. At what? At uni? Well, at uni, yeah. Well, in the final year when I did stop going, stopped working out, you know, but, and then <clears throat> got back into it. Yeah. I really love doing the food stuff. And I feel like it helps people in a way that it's still fitnessy, but it's not, you know, it's not just fitness. Well, it's not and as it's, common either, is it? Yeah. You don't find many... Um, like accounts online that give you short, snappy, yeah. regular food recipes on Instagram, do you? Yeah. I mean, I didn't actually know any until you started doing it. <laughs> I yeah. I remember, Danny, do you remember? Um, oh, God, no. <laughs> one of Niall's first food videos, well, actually, loads of the first few, he used to put his head <laughs> in yeah. What? You encouraged me and to do were, that. you were wearing sunglasses all the time. I think you should have kept that. That was quirky. Yeah, nah. My videos were awful. Like, when I started, I didn't know really how to awful. film or edit. Like, I'd never done any of that. And I just picked up a camera. But that that's what I... The thing that I would say is because we came from music... And I, I feel like uni squished both of our loves for music, that mm. we wanted to put our creativity somewhere else. Yeah. And that's kind of what happened. And I yeah. fell into the, you know, career that I have online through fitness creatively and, you know, creating videos on YouTube. And then you did. But yeah. you did it in your own way because you wanted to have your put, put on it. <laughs> you wanted to have your thing. Yeah, yeah. so I was doing like drumming, I just finished uni, just started working out again, and then I kind of saw it as these two kind of things, I just started doing the food videos. But it's funny though, because you stopped fitness, didn't you? So everybody thinks on um, my YouTube channel that you got me into fitness, but you didn't. (laughs) Well, no, I... No, no, sorry, everybody on my YouTube channel thinks I got you into fitness, Right. So they, because no, you know, no, you no. stopped yeah. for like two years or a year or something. I guess you got me back into it, maybe. Yeah. And I think, you know, you were helping me out with my creating on YouTube and Instagram and that yeah. inspired you to. Yeah, I had like quite a. Into the yeah. Industry. Yeah. Because I, I got a good insight into what you were doing for your job. But I remember and when I first started, you didn't get it. No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't get it. But you it still were quite. A, yeah. I was, I was supportive, wasn't I? You were supportive. You helped me film my videos. Yeah. But 
you know, you didn't get like, it. Do it for I might as well bloody do it for myself. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, yeah, just I don't know. My mind just went from like drums, and then just got completely focused on on yeah, the food videos. You're quite tunnel vision, aren't you? I feel like I, I am feel, too. Yeah, I feel like creative people have to be to get better at something. But that's what I was going to say is when you took your creative mind and taught yourself how to edit how to cook yeah. <laughs> how to like you know yeah. make up interesting recipes and it's all creating isn't it yeah yeah uh yeah and i would like to go more into fitness as well but not leave the food stuff behind at all because i've grown like an audience through the food stuff it wouldn't make sense you know well yeah and i think it's such a cool niche to be in like i could like so many people just couldn't do what you do i, I don't think you realize that yeah Food videos are... They take so much time. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God. Some people just take a picture and post it. <laughs> I'm like, I have to think of a recipe, film it, edit it. And that's just like one Instagram post. But That one yeah. in front of us today took you like three hours to film? Yeah. Niall's a perfectionist. Yeah. But anyway, so what, what, <laughs> what got you... Anyway. <laughs> what got you into like doing what you're doing in your fitness and your... Well, I got into fitness at uni. Yeah. Partly because of you. <laughs> Wholly because of me. No, I don't think that's true because I think the only way you could stick at fitness and, you know, love it is from yourself. Yeah. But I partly got into it because of Niall, because Niall was a gymmer mm. way before me. But then I also started to love it because it was my little place away from university that wasn't stressful. Like uni- And also, you know, we were in music school and music school is a strange place um I did struggle clicking with a lot of people there and um I just wanted somewhere where I could just shut off and put my headphones in and you know and it's your time to work on yourself isn't it so it was just my place that I went and it became just a huge part of my life and then I decided I wanted to be a personal trainer yeah. So I took a course for six months. Um, every weekend I went while I was still at uni. I think I was in final year. No. Yeah. No. 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 So I was in my, th- I was in my third year. We did four years, and um, I did it alongside uni, and then became a personal trainer in my last year. Mm-hmm. And I was posting on my Instagram. Um, I was like, basically trying to build up a client base. I wanted to do it online eventually, like have an online. So you um, never you never had like intentions of being, you know, social media. Well, the thing is, back then it was nowhere near the size it is now. It was just sort of starting to become a thing to be a Instagrammer as a job. Like it was quite new. Um, actually, I think a big reason that my social media took off the way it did is because my manager, <laughs> Danny, contacted me, and I think I had like. 15,000 followers or something and I you know it was just because I was posting workouts trying to build an online client base yeah and he just had faith in me and I don't know he just took me (laughs) took me on when he'd started his um management company which is now massive and yeah I mean that's I think why I really truly became a creator and was able to do it full-time because Danny had faith in me. Well, how how do you think it would have panned out differently? Well, I I don't know if I would have so much gone down the route of becoming. I wouldn't have started YouTube. I don't think because no. again, Danny 
said that it would be a good thing and now I love it and I understand why because you know it's such a good place to really connect like you were saying and really get down to the nitty-gritty of everything like you know I talk about important things on there yeah um and really expanded away from workouts really on there Mm -hmm. which now my Instagram is much more a bit of everything and a my sole fo- focus is positivity, really. Yeah. And just being a friend, really, for these people that, you know, like my stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> people that, that like me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I feel like if it wasn't for him, I may have just gone down the route of becoming, like, you know, a personal Tip. trainer. Oh, that right. was... Um, what were you going to say? No, no, nothing. Typical what? <laughs> No, no but I, maybe someone with a following who has a little bit less value or less yeah, of a, less that's of a the message. Yeah, my management has a big, big sort of impact on wanting to put out good influence, which is really important in the industry right now. Yeah, but I'm social, like social media has pretty much got a bit of a bad rep, rep in yeah, terms no, of like just, influencers. Who just yeah, everyone gets boxed together, yeah, I know. Soup, yeah. But... I think I, I actually, I remember when I was a personal trainer, I really wanted to be like a really successful personal trainer, o- open up a gym that was like a personal training gym yeah. and um, just be, I loved being a personal trainer yeah. and the only reason I stopped was because I needed to finish university. I thought I was going to go back and um, yeah, YouTube, I started YouTube in that time and it just all took off, yeah. which I was really lucky and I actually am really glad that life took me that way because now I can talk about so many things and, you know, it's just, I, I mean, personal training is there. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to go back, I would happily go back, but I'm really happy with what I'm doing now. And mm. it's nice being able to, like, it's very rewarding. Sometimes personal training is not as rewarding as you'd think. Yeah, it's it's long, hard hours, isn't it? Well, it's not that. It's like I experienced a lot of clients that didn't go to the gym within a week of seeing me and wanted to see results. And then it was, you know, kind of my fault when I can't, you know, be there every day. So personal training can be quite... I mean, so can social media. Everything can't always be great. Mm. But I find that what I do now is really rewarding because I can you know, hopefully help people in the things I talk about and just being a friend mainly is what I love. And the it's just the best feeling when someone messages you and says that you've lifted up their day because you've said something. Like yesterday, I put up a video um, where I was, we were in Jamaica and my bikini top came up. Obviously, like, my boobs were not on show. <laughs> but so many people said it made them feel so much happier just in the body they're in because I don't have massive boobs and they were just like I can like I got so many messages of girls just being like thank you for just loving yourself for you yeah because it makes me love myself too and makes feel it like, feel like I'm fine I feel like on social media like when they're te- I don't know I feel like there's like an attitude growing that where we're not supposed to like ourselves or we're not supposed to like strive yeah. to be fit and healthy or so you know what I mean yeah I know I know what you mean I do think there's a massive thing in the female industry of you know loving yourself and it's great to love yourself and everybody at the moment wants to love themselves for exactly who they are yeah and that's great yeah but I understand what you mean where 
fitness can be seen as something like why would you want to change yourself you're great already but then you know fitness in general is healthy to live a healthy lifestyle is a good thing yeah and I think a lot of the industry now is a little bit toxic Mm. in the way that everybody's nitpicking everything Mm. when really we should if you want to go to the gym that's great if you don't want to go to the gym that's okay too but I would you know recommend moving your body the important thing is moving your body and living as healthily as you can but it doesn't need to be going to the gym necessarily because that doesn't work for everyone but I was thinking like the gym isn't the only way to be fit no not at all I mean some people say oh how do you find the motivation to go to the gym every day and it's like you don't have to go to the gym there's so many other forms of fitness you could do yeah but I mean walking's great as as long as you're not just lying on the sofa all day yeah even like a half hour walk a day is yeah I just you just I I get what you mean it's I know there is this love yourself message and but sometimes like yeah you should like yourself for who you are don't want you to <laughs> I don't want you to hate yourself but there's n- I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to change yourself sometimes but I feel like there's like this kind of attitude on social media where people are like why you shouldn't want to change yourself you should just love yourself the way you are but if I you do change yourself and you become side. healthier you might there is a message of that but there is also the other side where everybody is like you know change yourself if it makes you happy people have surgery and they say as long as it makes me happy, that's fine. Yeah. So there is the other side. There's there's too much, you know, it's just a big thing that's being talked about, I think, in, in general, in the social media industry at the moment mm. is, you know, changing yourself, v loving yourself for who just, you are. Think, that's, this yeah, is the I, thing I though, that I'm saying. There's so much argument in the industry and it just needs to be like, chill. Just chill out. Just chill, post what you want. Try and help people if you can. Yeah. And just try and, you know, Do what put you some good in the world if you can. But mm. it doesn't need to be so much sort of nitpicking, I think. Yeah. That's just my opinion, though. I'm not the be-all and end-all god. <laughs> well, I agree with you. I, I do, But I do feel like, yeah, I mean, I, I said what I think. Yeah, I know what you're saying because there's a, there is a specific thing in the fitness world right now where it's not cool to want to change yourself yeah muscular wise but because you should love yourself now yeah but if you want to do that and it's what makes you happy then that's okay yeah my my only worry is just people like taking the message wrong in the wrong way and thinking oh it's okay to like you know not push yourself not challenge yourself and it's not even just fitness it can be anything no that's to true challenge that's yourself th- to do en- like anything yeah. like just set well, yourself goals and achieve them and you will feel better like i just i would hate to think that people are missing yeah that part of life where well, one, they, where one of my goals. favorite quotes is um exciting things happen when you push yourself out of your comfort zone and like pushing yourself out of your comfort zone is really scary mm. but you know when you do it amazing things happen and I think more people should do it but some people are too scared to but yeah that I think that message should be pushed out more and challenging yourself in life is what makes you grow as a person yeah and that that is what I was actually going back to talking about like cutting and the whole bulking shredding thing it is a bit silly and it's obviously very vain and superficial but actually there is a lot of a, a big feeling of reward that comes from setting yourself a goal and achieving it 
And yeah. yeah, after you post like a picture looking like good, then it's like, oh, okay. I'm not saying <laughs> not saying I look good, but and then and then <laughs> and then after that feeling, like it's like, oh, like what was the point in all that? But but it's all the mental stuff that's great, isn't it? Yeah. So that's that was like you know a big a big reason why I still love fitness is because it, how it makes me feel mentally. I kind of went through a stage yeah where I was like this is so vacuous and almost like embarrassed that it was a big part of my life because of things I'd I'd see online mm-hmm. um but it is okay to have a physical goal yeah if you want to and it's okay not to as well but there like, are there are some people that if you go by what they're saying that you'd think oh like but I think it's that's completely why you wrong always... to have any physical goals yeah, and yeah. that's it's sad that there's that kind of messages out there because I think everybody should always just be sharing their opinion. Mm. Nobody is God. <laughs> yeah. Nobody is... But going back to the mental health aspect, fitness and a healthy lifestyle is great because, yeah. you know, it's helped me through anxious moments and um, I experienced a lot of anxiousness at uni and nerves and... You know, going there would release that, and the endorphins set up my day. I was going to ask that. Do you feel like exercise can? I don't know if cure is the right word, but not cure. Prevent anxiety somewhat. Mm, I think it can help it. Yeah. But I don't know if anything could cure it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it'll definitely help in a lot of ways because you're working on yourself, yeah. and obviously the endorphins it releases inside you will you know, make you feel better and mm. more positive, hopefully. And a very training regime as well. Like, I've noticed since doing cardio, I don't, I don't know if it's something to do with just, like, getting your heart rate going, getting the blood flowing, getting a sweat on. I love I don't, being sweaty. I just feel a little bit different. <laughs> and I don't know if it's because, like, something to do with eating less, but when I wake up now, I just feel a bit more I do think kind though, of alert and a bit different. I, I do know? think weight releases a different kind of feeling yeah. to... Um, cardio and I mean I like hit and sprinting and yeah. when I do that in my workout I feel amazing for yeah. m- most of the rest of the day unless something terrible happens <laughs> um, but in general like this morning I sprinted first thing you'd think after sprinting you feel exhausted but it makes me feel so energized and like just ready for the day yeah and often I wake up feeling quite anxious and like I've got a massive list of things to do and I just feel like overwhelmed. I'm I'm the sort of person that if I have a list of things to do, they all seem like a massive lump and I just can't see past it. It's just the way my brain works, really annoying. I only function through lists, yet they overwhelm me at the same time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but when I go to the gym, my head clears. It's yeah. really weird. Like my head's clear and then I can look at my list and look at everything one thing at a time, which mm. is not what my brain does when I wake up in the morning. Yeah. But if I do my sprints, usually anyway, <laughs> I mean, it's not a massive cure, yeah. but it does usually help clear my head. And that is the other thing that fitness is great at. Can I can I put forward a theory? And I know you're probably going to completely oh, disagree God. with Me this. Me and Niall have quite different it's opinions not, not, on fitness and health. No, no, I'm not going to take credit for it at all. No, so this theory is not from me. It's from none other than Joe Rogan. But he did the, him and his friends did this crazy fitness challenge in for Sober October, where they exercise as much as they can. It's a competition, 
and they were doing like six hours of exercise a day. And he was saying that when he was doing that much exercise, he just felt like he didn't have any anxiety whatsoever. Really? And he said that maybe anxiety is just like, you know how we're obviously very sedentary beings now, but through evolution, we're meant to be more active, you know? Yeah. And so he thinks his theory was that his anxiety kind of like left over energy, like energy that we're not using because we've just become such kind of sedentary beings. And I kind of, I think there might be something to that. You know, I'm exercising more now than I ever did because I've just added cardio in on top of like weights and stuff. Um, And yeah, I don't know. It's interesting, don't you think? Yeah, it's interesting, but I think... But I know you you think anxiety is like way... And I know I haven't really experienced anxiety how you have and how some people do for sure. So I don't want to be like... Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I I think it's an interesting theory. For sure, people like true. that suffer from depression and stuff. If you know, ex- that's chemical imbalance a lot, though, isn't it? That's a I know, but thing. is the chemical imbalance wrong because you're not moving enough? Is like, I don't think it if could you be have the, exercise, it could be the be all and end all. It could. It be wouldn't a, be a, no, a, not the only factor, but it could be. Mm. It could help, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think ex- that's what I'm saying. A, a healthy lifestyle is great. And I think we can all adapt a healthy lifestyle if we want to and in our own ways. Yeah. But um, I just don't think... I think fitness and health just has a little bit of a weird reputation at the moment with the online world. Yeah. I mean, it's so it's so big and it's so varied now. And there are people who you would call a, a fitness person who isn't that serious about it or doesn't work out that much but I guess that's okay as well because I think as long as you're helping people that's what, what yeah. matters at the end of the day yes. if you're helping people adapt a healthy lifestyle then that is great and if you're giving them useful information then that's what matters yeah and I think we all just need to relax go to the gym if you want to <laughs> if you don't then don't eat healthy nachos if you want to yeah eat non-healthy nachos if you don't <laughs> do <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say so with fitness because Love Island's just started oh, and they gosh, all go Where, yeah. where's your head at don't they I was gonna go so like where, where's your head at with fitness now that was then? last year now oh, sorry <laughs> what's the saying this year though? it is what it is <laughs> yeah but so yeah what are your kind of current goals um well I think as I was saying earlier I am massively motivated by how it makes you feel mentally now mm-hmm. the mental aspects are the main thing for me and have been you know the past six months really because I just don't have massive physique goals at the moment I am just okay yeah and I I just find I just don't enjoy restricting myself very much I did up my cardio just before we went to Jamaica though because I wanted to I just wanted to that's in that's kind of like I see that as like a positive approach. So if you wanted to like lose a tiny bit of body fat before a holiday, yeah, doing more cardio rather than restricting yourself with food, it's like a more positive approach to the same yeah. problem. And the other thing I did try not to do was eat massive packs of biscuits every night because that is what I do. <laughs> well, yeah, that helps. I mean, <laughs> Niall knows himself that if I have a big pack of something, I will eat it all. Yeah. I don't know why I've got no self-discipline with that. Yeah. But that was just something as well that I did try to sort myself just out Just don't with. buy it, though. <laughs> well, that, that's what I do now. If it's not in the house, I can't have it. I just get little things. Yeah. So I still... I didn't cut it. I just get little things now. <laughs> yeah. 
But and there's nothing, yeah. And that's I think that's the completely right approach. Yeah, but I, the main thing that that motivates me to get out of bed. This is what people ask me often on Instagram, is the feeling after when I start my day with you know a workout or sprints like this morning. Yeah. I just feel so I feel accomplished as well because I've accomplished something straight away when you wake up. Yeah. Accomplished it, and then my mind is just so much clearer. Yeah. For the rest of the day, for all the things I need to do. Yeah, I guess my motivation is a bit different, but definitely like that is a reason that I like going. Yeah. But also like <clears throat> it the sounds thing, a bit. It creates such a good routine though, doesn't it? It gives you yeah. like discipline and routine to your day. Oh yeah, which so it helps with being self-employed. Yeah, because like so on on this car, I keep talking about my car, but <laughs> that's that's Let just well, that's just what I'm like doing at the so moment, and shred. so my like brain's quite like taken up by that at the moment, but. Get, having to get up and find an extra hour or half hour, 45 minutes in the day to get that cardio in, that's actually got me out of bed earlier than I used to, yeah. for sure. Yeah, and, it's um, just a nice way to start your day, isn't it? Yeah, and if you start your day by challenging yourself, yeah, you overcoming that challenge... That's like, what I'm saying. It's just creating good karma, surely. It's just creating good vibes. Good vibes. <laughs> we sound like hippies. <laughs> Good discipline. Yeah, but it is. It's, it's it's literally like making yourself more valuable to yourself. Yeah. It's like doing your, yourself. It's like doing yourself a favour. <laughs> it is. <laughs> right, I'm going to go that for a run now. I was looking around for some people to back him up. <laughs> One of my motivations that kind of gets me to the gym every day is, like, it sounds a bit embarrassing to say it, but, it's, I mean, I think that's why most guys go to the gym and lift weights to get bigger. So I feel like I've got, like, I've still got a thing that I haven't achieved yet, I haven't accomplished. Whereas you said, like, you don't really have any physique goals. I definitely do. But you know what? I feel like the male industry online it's way is different. very different to the female industry. There's so much, um, I don't know, opinion in the female industry about what... And I, I feel like mental health and the fitness industry kind of go hand in hand. What do you mean? Way more than with the men. So like, well, well no, like with you, like you're that's trying... That's where I think, you know, there's the problem where a lot of men don't talk. Well, yeah, Whereas females sure. feel like they can. That's but probably that's, a reason. that's what the main thing I like to... Well, not the main thing, but a big thing that I like to try and help with on my platform now is talking about mental health and my struggles and just making it normal. Yeah. So that's what I like to do in my YouTube, but that's off topic. But yeah. that's where I feel like... You know, there isn't that many guy creators online that are doing that. And they should. But I don't know if guys are that interested in it. They're, in, you know. But I, do, I don't think maybe. it's about interest. I think it's just not spoken about. And I think, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't, I can't, I'm not in the minds of men yeah. <laughs> across the UK and the world. But I, <laughs> but I just feel like um, maybe they're not talking, they're not, Nobody's talking about it, so yeah. nobody know nobody knows what anyone's thinking. I mean, some guys, I'm sure, do talk about it, but in general, you know, there's quite a lot of female creators on YouTube that do share their struggles and mm -hmm. their good and bad parts and their good and bad days. I don't know. I mean, maybe I just don't watch that many men, but I just don't feel like there's a lot well, of men yeah. that sit there and say, "I'm having a shit day." Yeah, I do blah, think blah, there's blah. I do think there's less of a demand for it within men. Like, I don't know if there no, ever was a demand in the female industry. It just became well, like a place just, where women feel like they can now talk about it. Yeah, and and uh, but I think it's all, also like way it's way more about like inclusivity with women. It's way more. Why, why about, shouldn't it like, be with men? 
just because I don't know. I I don't I, think it I don't could think be with men too. There's well, no I was difference. I was about to say I don't think men are as susceptible to to you know getting down on themselves, but it's obviously not true because yeah. depression is a problem with men. So isn't isn't the male men. suicide rate higher than women? Yeah, exactly, is, yeah. and that's where I, my point is. They don't talk. It's an issue. Yeah, like it's a known issue that men need to talk more and share their struggles and if they are feeling depressed or whatever i mean this is totally off topic now yeah but i'm just saying like you know i feel like it's something that male creators maybe could share more yeah i mean i don't know that many i don't i don't know creators i don't know i mean like the only person I can think of is Callum Von Moga because he went through like two really bad injuries. He's like a, a bodybuilder. But do you know what? I was just going to so interrupt experience. you there because I feel like men make humour out of it. It doesn't always have to be funny. Yeah. Possibly. I can't, I literally can't think of anyone Cause Callum that, Von that Moga goes on about... Because Callum Von Moga takes the piss about it, doesn't he? About things, you know, if he's Not... got a bad leg or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he ripped his kneecap off. <laughs> <laughs> he got a bad leg. But he did that and then he, well, he, he tore his bicep tendon off the bone and then he fell and did his kneecap two separate yeah um, instances but, but yeah he he's i mean of it doesn't he uh, i'm not really sure to be he just he's just done like i've seen a few posts on instagram where he said like it's been really tough but he's coming out the other end of it that but that's literally the only thing only example of like a man kind of talking about feelings but on instagram he, that he, i can like, think shared of his journey yeah a lot yeah but he just became less active but then that's media. the thing, I feel like if that was a woman, like for instance, for instance, <laughs> for instance um, Zana Van Dyke yeah. is different, but yeah. she had a massive surgery and she shared the whole journey, getting back into a healthy lifestyle from it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's helped a lot of people, I think. Yeah. And sure. now, you know, shares her scar and makes girls who have, have scars feel like it's more normal. Yeah. And I don't feel like there's as I mean maybe I'm being sexist I don't know I don't no I don't like... think you are I don't think men do open up about it as much but like me personally like say I went through something I probably just wouldn't want to share it as much I don't know I do I, I do I feel would. like there's more of a demand for the girls but that might just be because no one's tried it yeah maybe but I'm not too sure I think I think it is probably a it's all part of the reason why you know depression in men is a problem at the moment because we don't talk about it and we we don't maybe look for things to even help us if we are in a bad place start talking about your shit days now yeah i could but i don't (laughs) i don't feel like i'd suffer with those problems and i wouldn't want to i wouldn't want to feel like i'm doing it just to like i'm not just just to do it because it's going to be popular like that that would be no it's not to be popular it's to help i know but how i i feel like it has to come from someone that has suffered with it themselves no but Niall what I'm saying I'm not talking about it doesn't need you don't need to have depression you don't need to have anxiety you don't need to have a surgery or whatever mm. just talking about the fact that you're having a shit day yeah is going to make men who you know I don't know this is the thing I could just be talking rubbish right now mm. but maybe there's a lot of men that have really down days and they feel like they're odd because of it and it makes them feel really odd inside, but they bottle it up, which creates bad energy, I feel. So, you know, that is like, I'm not necessarily on my YouTube channel talking about intense things all the time. I might just be like, I feel really stressed today. It made me cry. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. And then, 
you know, some girls be like, me too. Oh, I don't feel so, I don't feel so alone now because she does too. And do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I do know what you mean. I, mean, I, just I don't, don't know what I don't this feel... has to do with healthy lifestyle. <laughs> but, it's, but like, that's what we're saying, isn't it? Yeah, mental it? health it's... is part of a healthy lifestyle, yeah. yeah. It, all, it all goes hand in hand, yeah. completely. If you look after your body, I feel your mind is going to be better, too. has yeah. a better chance and vice versa. But... but I think that is something that people are starting to realise more now, which is good. Yeah. There's a lot of a the... lot of good coming from social media in the health and well-being industry because mental health is becoming a lot more to light. It's not taboo really anymore. No. And people are talking about it, which is great. And people are realising that living healthily will hope will probably help your mindset and yeah. your mind as well. But that's crazy you saying that social media is helping it because it's, it's, it's also, also the cause. It's also <laughs> the cause. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I know. It's a weird it, world. It, it can be the cause. <laughs> Right now, so I think we're going to go over to some questions related to fitness and health sent by our lovely listeners. Thank you, listeners. <laughs> lovely listeners. Hey, babe. How, what should you be looking for on the back of, like, food packagings, like the saturates and all that, my jazz? Also, do you go by, like, the traffic light system, like the green, amber and red? Always wanted to know that if it's useful or not. Well, this is your forte, Niall the chef. So on the back of packets, I obviously look at calories. Well, first work out what the serving size is, because that's obviously going to um, matter quite a lot. And then you go by calories. And then seeing as I'm in this cut, I will, you, I will usually look at the carbs. I'm trying to cut down on carbs, so not too on, high on carbs. And then fat and protein. But then the traffic light system, I think, takes into account um, fat and sugars Salt, maybe? I can't remember. I don't have and a clue. Do you know what the traffic light system is? Nope, I don't look at packaging and the what? backs of packaging. So my, point, my saying would be, don't look at it. All right, okay. <laughs> but, I mean, if you do want to look at it, it's like, so green is supposedly good, and if it's in orange, it's, you know, less good, and then if it's in red, it's bad. So it's, like, really high in sugar. It will say sugar, and it'll be in, like, a number in red on the front of the packet. Oh, um, okay, yeah. Yeah. I, get, I think I know, I know. yeah. So to be honest, I only take into account the carbs and the calories and protein and fat. But actually what I've been thinking about recently is how much like salt am I getting in, how much sugar. But I don't really know like what's normal levels of salt and sugar to get in per day. No. Yeah. I mean, I, I just can't relate. So Megan obviously <laughs> doesn't really care about the nutritional information. But it depends if you're counting calories or not. If you are counting calories, then... Yes, it will matter. But I, I'd suggest just getting MyFitnessPal and you can just scan the barcode. It puts all the details in for you anyway. Um, yeah, but you don't have to count calories either. No, I'd say to. if you are counting calories. Yeah, if you're yeah. not, then it doesn't matter, does it? But yeah, you just don't need to if you don't want to. <laughs> Hi, Megan. I was just wondering what a low-intensity steady-state workout would be, also known as LIS, if you could give any examples. Thank you. Um, do you want to answer this one? I don't really do lists that much unless I just want to watch a vlog <laughs> and I just go on the Stairmaster or the treadmill and I'd go on like a high walk on the treadmill. So it would just be like a, a long but low intensity session. 
yeah. guess. Um, but I mean, I don't really do them because I really like the feeling of short, intense training, yeah. which hit and sprinting. But yeah, low intensity, steady state is yeah. just, yeah, half an hour maybe. I mean, it's completely up to you. I guess you did an hour today. Yeah, I think I read because I was wondering, am I am I doing it right? Like, because I was doing high incline walk on the treadmill like you. But I was wondering, like, is my heart rate elevated enough for it to actually be doing any good? I don't yeah. want to be wasting like 45 minutes on the treadmill if it's not doing anything. So I, you you need to work out like what your max heart rate is. And then for it to be less, you just need to get to like 50 percent or between 30 and 50 percent of your max heart rate, I think. And then you're in like lists. And then high intensity would go up to like 70 or 80% of your max heart rate. If you wanted to get scientific about it. So science, man. Yeah. Or you just but, go on the treadmill and yeah. make sure you're not going too fast. <laughs> I, I, re- I really like going on the Stairmaster. Yeah, I love the Stairmaster. Six or seven, just stay on there. It gets, it gets your heart going, sweaty, but it's not like so much that you can't do it for long periods of time. I go on eight. Ooh. <laughs> I wanted to know if snacking is good for you. I feel like I eat pretty healthy meals, but sometimes my snacks get a little overboard and I feel like that's why I'm not losing weight or being healthy. So how do you feel about snacking? Snacking? Go on then. Um, I don't have any scientific answer here. (laughs) No, I, I mean, I don't think snacking is bad, like whatever that means, but, you know, I it just... Some people eat small meals throughout the day, and that's technically snacking. Yeah, I was about it? to say, what is snacking? Like, yeah. what, you can't have any. You couldn't have a scientific explanation because how do you define snacking? Like, yeah, but I mean, I do like to snack. Yeah. Especially in the evenings. Um, but I don't know if it's bad. It's not bad. It's just yeah. I mean, it depends on your metabolism as well. Because some people metabolism will work well with eating little bits regularly. I've always just eaten three meals a day. And then I do often tend to snack a little bit in between. It's just, you know, not going overboard and eating the whole pack of biscuits. I feel like like this girl, sorry, I feel like this girl answered her own question because she was like, is snacking bad? I feel like I go overboard and then it stops me from making progress. So she already knows, like I'm not saying snacking is bad at all. But she already has basically said that it's, Feels like she's it's going overboard. holding her back from making the progress that she wants. Yeah. So I guess for her, snacking is bad. Well, no, I think, you know, maybe she's going a bit overboard, like she said. Yeah. So maybe she should just need to snack a little bit less. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe she's like you and she can't stop herself once the, <laughs> don't have once it in the, the house. open. <laughs> That's how you do it. You just don't buy it in the shop. Or yeah. I actually, once we had a big... Easter egg in the house and I told Niall to hide it somewhere so I couldn't find it. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, just get your boyfriend or sister or something to hide the treats. Yeah. Or just don't buy them. Yeah. I don't think snacking's bad. No. I mean it's But yeah. everybody loves a good snack. But that's the thing, like she she did basically answer her. Well, her if own you're question. going overboard maybe and you feel like you are going overboard, then you're going overboard. Yeah. But you know, just slow it down a little bit. Yeah, but I feel like some people would not say that, would they? What do you mean? Some people say, like, snacking, like, snacking's fine. Snacking can never be bad. You know, yeah. some people's message on, anyway, let's not get into... Let's not get into another debate. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is all the questions we're going to do for today. And we're going to wrap up... Cool. ...this healthy, mental healthy <laughs> podcast. <laughs> 
I think the nachos have gone cold. They're almost gone, actually. And Danny's been eating them on the side. <laughs> That's been the favourite. Were they it's better than the pancakes? Yeah, this is a highlight. Really? <laughs> this is great. The bar's been set. Yeah. Everybody cool. gets to eat the food in the room. Yes. Well, yeah, that was very interesting. It's nice to just really like evaluate why you got into something at first and also once you've been doing it for a while you realize other benefits that you get from it yeah and I think it's important to acknowledge the mental parts as well as obviously the physical bits yeah and not just about looking good it's about feeling Feeling good, good which is something I've definitely come to realize a lot over the last few months but yeah anyway yeah yeah, we really hope you enjoyed please do leave us a five-star rating and a review if you did and of course subscribe so you never miss an episode this has been the sweet and sour podcast i'm megan and i'm niall thank you for listening and have a sweet week glad you remembered who you were this time